The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you? It's fine. It must be raining. Uh, the rain mural is. I saw out. that. Yeah, it is raining. <laughs> it was wet. Yeah, it's going to rain today. It should be done by two, and then uh, temperatures will, will fall to 45 by that time. Right now, it's 59. So this is it. Cold front coming in, and it's that kind of day—a fall day. Uh, we expect. A nice weekend, though. Oh, that would be lovely mm -hmm. for Michigan, Michigan State. That's right. Big yeah. weekend. At night. At night, big weekend. Not too much chatter around the office uh, about the game. We're just kind of... <laughs> yeah, we're just going to watch the game. <laughs> and then we'll reconvene on Monday and... Fair enough. Yeah, either one of us will have our heads down. So, <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be fun. Looking forward to... Uh, Looking forward to watching that game, of, uh, of course, for sure. Ribbon cutting today at uh, Jackson High, the Aquatic Center mm -hmm. and the Algolic Indoor Training uh, Center. It's absolutely amazing. The public is invited to that today. The JHS Aquatic Center ribbon cut will be 445, and that is staggering. And uh, if you can make your way out of there, check over 5.30, the Algolic Athletic Center, which is um, the nicest place I've ever been. Should people bring their Speedos or their football pants? No, just bring your, uh, no, don't bring anything. Bring your camera, because you're going to want to take some pictures, but uh, it's just a beautiful, staggering facility that mm -hmm. we have in Jackson, and uh, we're extremely blessed. Amazing. Uh, the marching band has already been practicing inside the Algolic training facility mm -hmm. and they have a lot of practice to do because they are going to Orlando for the or I'm sorry Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Bowl mm -hmm. which has a name I can't remember yeah I don't know what it is it's uh the the Outback oh, it used to be the Outback okay the Outback that was always a good one I I like uh reading where uh you know the the bowl sponsors they give the athletes this goodie bag or whatever mm -hmm. in the Outback Bowl. Usually you get $500 gift card to Outback, oh, wow. Beats by Dre, Casio watch. It's amazing. <laughs> I, uh, any you, People should look that up. If you're looking to uh, kill some time today that you don't want to work at your office, you should look up what the athletes get for bowl games. And if you want to help the Vikings get to Tampa Bay, you can go to Panera today between 4 and 8 p.m. 20% of all proceeds will be donated to the Viking Marching Band, Panera at Jackson Crossing, 4 till 8 p.m. Uh, city Council met last night, a uh, quiet, uh, fairly uneventful meeting. Of course, the citizens' comments um, tend to be quite interesting, but the Council uh, got an update on the Group Violence Intervention Program, and they voted to buy two new police cars for the JPD, but they can't get the cars. 
They're not, they're not in production yet. Mm -hmm. No. No, there's like an eight month backlog. It's crazy. So police, what would they do? Use their own cars? No, they just use, they're, use the ones use they the have, cars. but you have to place the order to get the new ones. That's mm. the way those go. Yeah. That's the way that works. Uh, yesterday we talked about uh, Kanye West. <sighs> I know. He's being canceled officially. It's happening, so I hope this makes you happy. Mm -hmm. uh, he has been dropped by Adidas, that mouthpiece brand. It's not a mouthpiece brand. It's a designer. Balenciaga, they said goodbye. His agency, goodbye. Gap, see ya. J.P. Morgan Chase, hate you, Kanye. <laughs> so he is, he's being canceled. Mm -hmm. Do you like it? I do. I do like it as well. Yeah, I never cared for uh, Yay. I don't know, some of that music though, right, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this will be, and unless he commits a, uh, another egregious thing, we will cancel him here right now, as soon as he leaves the screen. Yeah, with the uh, Adidas goodbye. cancellation. <laughs> He's, uh, he drops from being a billionaire to not being a billionaire. Good. Mm -hmm. Good grief. So. Oh, if you'd like to be a billionaire, you can do that today. Uh, perhaps the Powerball today is at $700 million. It's the fifth largest ever, the largest this year. And the uh, jackpot lump sum payout option, which is what most people select, mm -hmm. it has dropped because of the interest rates. They calculate the lump sum payout based on people not taking the 30 or 20 year option. Mm -hmm. So your lump sum now would be 336 million, but two months ago, it would have been over 400 million. Really? Yeah. Now you like to, you like to play the lottery when it gets you up know, that when high, right? It gets right? up to the high, it doesn't, yeah. But that doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I was gonna play, but I'm not gonna mm -hmm. play now. Not now. You should play. There that one year we all played. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, was it the Mega Millions that was over a billion dollars the one time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were all trying to win that, mm -hmm. but we didn't. Um, I still can't get over this Brittany Griner situation. She started serving her nine-year sentence in the USSR. Mm -hmm. well, I know, it's Russia. Russia, I'm kidding. Um, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe that this would happen. Hmm. So well, that's all I can say. I just can't believe it. <laughs> The president has said he's, they've offered some, when? some prisoners to trade, but they're not responding. Yeah. Doesn't oh. he have that red phone on his desk to call Putin? I don't understand what the big deal is. I, I just, it seems crazy to me. Uh, speaking of jail, the tour I went on uh, that was aired yesterday, it's mm -hmm. on our Facebook page, you should check it out. Um, I don't normally watch a lot of the stuff I do because I hate the sound of my own voice, mm -hmm. but it was very uh, <laughs> cool seeing that inside of the jail, uh, some of the shots Brandon and Adam were getting. Uh, so if you have not seen our tour of the jail, check out our website or our GTV Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Place looks bad. Yeah, the place looks bad. Yeah. It's not a place you'd like to stay, which, you know, it no. shouldn't be a place you'd like That's to stay anyway. If you vote for it and it passes, you hope that you never see the results of your vote. Correct. Right. Uh, the Bray Wall's mural team unleashed a surprise yesterday with the arrival of Mantra. Yuri Kinsel is uh, an artist from Metz, France. And I talked to him yesterday. He's very excited to be here. He is going to be part of Bray Wall's the finale, but his visa application uh, did not get approved. Oh, really? So it was paperwork to come wow. here. Uh, Brightwalls knew that at the time, and they decided, well, well, just when he can get here, he can get here, and he, he got here. 
So he's painting a butterfly that is native to, to Jackson. Is it a monarch? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. If he Have you ever caught me. a butterfly, Brandon? Have you ever been able to catch one? You shouldn't. I don't think I tried. I'd be afraid to crush it. Same. Yeah, yeah I've never caught one. Those butterfly He'll, gardens, they fly all around you. Yeah, the, there's one in Mackinac Island where I was attacked by butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> well, this butterfly will be harmless Good. to people. And... Uh, Mantra will be on our show this afternoon. I saw Clay uh, moving some signs around yesterday downtown. Uh, Downtown's downtown. head side mover. That's right, he is the head side mover. I was yelling at him, but then I saw it was him, and he can, of course, he can do whatever he wants downtown. So, mm -hmm. yeah, exciting stuff. Bright Walls continues. A lot of Halloween happenings uh, still yet this week. There's a downtown witch walk, mm -hmm. and when is that happening? Tomorrow. That's happening tomorrow. Uh, this is the second year that uh, Experience Jackson has done the Witch Walk, and it's been a very, very popular event. A lot of restaurants and shops are participating. Download the Experience Jackson app. Then on Friday, Jackson College is having a Halloween spooktacular, children 12 and under. 12 and under. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So a lot of 13, 14-year-olds that trick-or-treat uh, in certain areas. Uh, so very cool, 12 and under, enter through Burt Walker Hall, and that is your Friday night, 5.30 to 7, and uh, that'll get done in time just to head over to a football game. So that'll be a great Friday. And then on Saturday, there's a couple things going on. The JSO has the Children's Halloween Concert. That's at 3 p.m. at the Michigan Theater. And also on Saturday is Ella's Halloween Bash. Fun. Very fun. A lot to do. A lot of fun. And I have a Halloween party on Friday night. And believe it or not, on Saturday night, I have yet to even talk about that. I hope they're going to play the Michigan-Michigan State game. I just forgot I had to go to a Halloween party. Oh, no. I know. I can't oh, imagine no. there's any candy left on the shelves in Jackson. There can't be, because can't I've be. eaten so much of it. <laughs> it's... It's, I'm gone. I used to not like Kit Kats, but Kit Kats is like all that's left, so I like <laughs> Kit Kats again. With all of these trunk or treats, people that are sponsors, the people that fill their trunks, they're buying the candy and it's clearing the shelves. Well, I will say, and thank you to all those people that are doing that because that does cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. We were at a trunk or treat the other day. And uh, me and like four other people who ran out of candy were inside Polly's and we bought the rest of the candy they had. It's crazy. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, more on Halloween later in the show, and we will take you to uh, the latest Trunk or Treat, which was Halloween Town last night. Did you watch the gubernatorial debate? Uh, I saw clips from about five different gubernatorial debates uh, around the country. Pennsylvania, New York, Florida, uh, Arizona, and Michigan. And wow. Oh, it was nasty. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, you yeah, know what I was thinking? Man, if uh, someone in my family ever runs for governor, I don't know if I'd ever be able to stand <laughs> for someone talking about my family like that. Wow, they were nasty to each other. I think they'd you know, walk the six feet across the stage and just punch each other in the face. They both had the same hairstyle going on last night. Mm -hmm. It was interesting, but yeah, no, uh, no punches were held back, called each other liar, career politician, other words that I can't remember. 
But yeah, it's available online if you want to watch it and make your vote based upon the, the debate. Do you think most people have de decided? No, I don't. Actually, I don't think so. One I point, do not. 1.9 million people have decided. That's how many In the people, state? Uh-huh. Wow. That's how many turned in their uh, absentee ballots. Do you know the last week, even more by now. Do you know the results of those? <laughs> they can't. <laughs> the, the clerks can't open the... Uh, they can't even... They can open... I thought they could open it to save time. They can open it to save time on the day before. They can't do anything with them until election day. Uh -huh. So it's going to be one of those election days where it's going to be late, late, late in the night before we know anything. Uh, here's some good news because I know you're a big fan of the McRib. McDonald's. Wow. And I know what you're going to say. <laughs> they've announced the McRib is coming back, but it is the last chance. It is the final appearance of the McRib. McDonald's says this will be mm. your last chance to get it. Wow. But it's very popular. It comes Whose back. ribs? Mm -hmm. uh, Whose ribs are those? Well, they're not like what really, ribs? They're not. They're, they're, not, <laughs> they're not really ribs. It's it's pork. It's formed to look like ribs. There's no bones in this. I was driving by the uh, West Avenue Arby's, and has anyone seen that? They have a no. sign that is taking a shot at the McRib. No. Yes. It says some, like no McFib here, just real beef or something. Mm. I don't know what it was. Mm. If you drive by the West Avenue Arby's. I'll never forget when that was brought to town on those two trailers. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, God, I'll never forget that. And that was the first time I'd ever seen uh, a restaurant put together off two semi-trailers before, and now that's, of course, how they're done. So. And I've never been to that Arby's. One of these days, it's just going to split. Uh, I don't like the guy on the commercials. We've Arby's? Got the meats. We've got the meats. You mean the voiceover guy? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't know what he looks like? I don't like his, the sound of his voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I don't like the phrase. We have like the, the meats. Pictures. I don't like the pictures. The pictures look good. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I would like to try some of that stuff once in a while. When I'm out of town, where no one would run into me, that's when I'll go to the Arby's. <laughs> I can remember Homer Simpson's uh, one of his great lines, uh, something like. Uh, I was so hungry, I ate at Arby's. I'm so hungry, I could <laughs> eat at Arby's. Yeah. We've talked a lot about Arby's. We should only bring up the fact that you remember when that finger was chopped off? In Jackson. In yeah. Serve. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, someone's tip of their finger. And was it in a chicken or a fry? It was, uh, I think it was in a... There was a payout settlement. Yeah. There was a settlement, yeah. yeah. We we'll, should have them on the show. We'll have more on that tomorrow, I'm sure. <laughs> what is the most watched sport? in the United States last year? Um, it had to be football. More specific. NFL. Yes. The top 70, out of the top 100 shows, 75 were NFL football. Wow. Yeah. And only six of the top 100 were college football games. And three of them Michigan played in. You know, and the college football is upset about this. And they're starting to schedule against the NFL on Black Friday. There's NFL and college football. Yeah, the NFL always, uh, you know, it's the bell cow. It's the gold standard. It's, you know, that's what people are betting on. More mm -hmm. consistent, right? NFL, uh, you can rely more on men 
to uh, cover your bets than college athletes. <laughs> At least in my opinion, I think more people more people bet on the NFL. Fantasy football is such a big deal. You have so many people watching the NFL for reasons other than they like the team. It's the betting, the cheerleaders. It's the betting and fantasy football. Mm-hmm. It's not the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders are not on television that much. And it's not Troy Aikman. No, it isn't. Is there a night that there isn't an NFL game on? No, I don't know. Have you seen the new Amazon Prime coverage with uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit? They do the Thursday night game. Really like that. Mm. Really like that a lot. Uh, Al Michaels is getting a lot of negative um, critiques because it seems like he's, according to the critics, he's not putting his heart into it. I I don't know. I mean, he's been doing it for so long. I think he still does a good job. Uh, just when he shows up. Interesting, I read an article about him recently. Al Michaels has never had a vegetable. Did you, did you know that? that? That's true, look it up. He's never had a vegetable. It's he, impossible. He doesn't eat vegetables. He's got to have no. vegetables. Al Michaels, a baby. No, Al Michaels has never had a vegetable. That's what, if you don't eat your vegetables, you're going to look like Al Michaels. Let's get to our Extreme Dodge <laughs> scoreboard brought to you by our good friends over at Extreme. They're working on that remodel over there. It's going to be awesome. Jeep will have a huge presence at their dealership. It's going to be just a cool remodel. The brand new oil change, no appointment needed in their uh, new oil change building. Check them out. Here's some volleyball. Blissfield and Clinton beat Columbia, and then Columbia beat Onstead. Concord over Vandercook Lake, then Concord fell to Dansville. It was Napoleon three, Lumen Christie zip, Lance and Christ- Christian three, Jackson Christian zero, Western beat Kalamazoo Central, and Athens two one each, and then Kalamazoo Christian beat Western two to nothing. So a lot of volleyball. Volleypalooza. Volleypalooza. The only thing we have tonight, Western at Coldwater. Hmm. So not much going on. Should be a great opportunity for anyone who's curious to check out the Jackson High New Athletic Athletic Center, the Al Glick Athletic Center, and of course the JHS Aquatic Center. And it is an aquatic center. Thanks to Extreme Dodge. Who's on the show today? Today we have Debbie Kelly from the Enterprise Group, and Debbie joins us right after this break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Our show today is brought to you by U.S. Staffing Agency. They're your complete employment and HR specialist from employers to job seekers. They can help you from start to finish. If you're looking for a job or you're looking to uh, outsource some of your HR services, give U.S. Staffing Agency a call today. And Jim Dolson from U.S. Staffing will be with us a little later this morning. But right now, from the Enterprise Group of Jackson, Debbie Kelly. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? Great. Good. Good. Thanks for the shout out to uh, for JHS Marching Band. Oh my gosh. Appreciate that very much. Did we get the name of the bowl right? You did. It is the Tampa Bay Bowl. Cool. Used to be the Outback Bowl. All right. Cool. So you guys were right on. Very cool. Perfect. You nailed it. Yes. Debbie has Carson Kelly, who's a mm-hmm. senior, a drummer in the yes. Viking Marching Band, and in addition to 
doing all the fundraising for the trip to Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. They're all excited about the big Halloween concert tomorrow night. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is a production, and it is amazing, and everyone gets so excited about what Mr. Shaner is going to be dressed up as, because it is a secret. Mm -hmm. He does not let anyone know. It's a huge <laughs> surprise for the entire community, and he always comes out with something just incredible. Well, one year he was a giant dinosaur, and every time he moved, his tail uh, <laughs> struck a musician. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Too funny. Well, it was a busy month for the Enterprise Group, mm -hmm. with uh, October being uh, Manufacturing Month. Mm -hmm. We have a lot going on in Jackson, I think, yeah. more this year than ever before. Absolutely. Um, Alex from our office and uh, Kelly Coughlin from the ShopRite Foundation those two young ladies, wow, they did a fantastic job. They held uh, one of the first ever women panel for women manufacturing, women in manufacturing. And it was just amazing to see all these women leadership, you know, in, in the manufacturing community. It was incredible. And there are. Yeah, we have a lot of women leaders in, mm -hmm. in the business in general, mm -hmm. but in manufacturing specifically in Jackson. Absolutely. And it's good for our, our you know, future workforce, these women, to see women leaders that you know are in the manufacturing industry so it's just it's really important for them to see that so we're really excited yeah let's talk a, a little bit about jtpn jackson technology park north yes big piece of property out there and mm -hmm. it's close very close to uh some action happening very very close um we're going to be mobilizing uh mead brothers excavating mm -hmm. is the contractor and they're gonna be mobilizing on or about November 15th. We're still waiting on one final permit to come in, waiting on some more materials to come in. Right now we're stockpiling materials, getting things ordered as we're reviewing the drain structure and traffic signals. So JC Dot and Jack Ripster, the township's engineer, have been very busy um, reviewing those drawings, making sure we're ordering the right materials the right amount, things like that. So, and, and this land is, well, clearly shovel ready. There's a shovel right there, but it's also energy ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shovel ready site, energy ready. Um, it's zoned heavy industrial. Um, we've got con conceptual maps for, you know, different uh, types of development that could happen on there. And it's really gonna be, a, you know, project by project basis mm -hmm. and, you know, who comes to us first that type of thing. So. Yeah, we've had a chance to fly the uh, drone out there. It's a just such a big piece of property. Mm -hmm. ha has there been any interest uh, from any local companies potentially looking to expand? Yes, we do have one company that um, is looking to grow and expand and they're considering the JTPN uh, North. Cool. So we're working closely with them to uh, let them know when we're ready to get things moving, which is very, very soon. Hopefully this fall we can uh, well, it's the fall now, I guess you should yeah. say, you know, this winter. I think one uh, positive thing about this is your optimism in that you want to have a variety of companies and several. While there are um, companies that would want all 143 acres, you specifically are limiting the size of each plot that a company could have so that you will have uh, several in this one spot. Yeah, that is our hope to have several companies. Um, you know, it all depends on, it, it truly depends on that first person that comes to yeah. us and says, hey, we're going to bring you, you know, 200 jobs if we can buy, you know, 
half of the acreage. You know, it's really dependent on that first project, mm -hmm. where we go from there. Um, we'd like to see, you know, eight, 10 companies out there, but we just kind of have to wait and see what happens and yeah. who comes to us first. And we like, really have to look at the job creation and the amount of investment and because we want, ultimately we want to all benefit from this development. Once the, once the first business or whatever we'll call it is on that property, it should, it should lead to more right away, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yep, build it and they will come, right? But what, so talk a little bit about the location. It's just a great location. It's a perfect location. It's on County Farm Road. It's right across the road from where Technique and Shemital are located. Um, the zoning is perfect. We're right down the road from TAC Manufacturing, JSP Sheet Foam. Um, the residents welcome manufacturing development in that area. Um, Blackman Charter Township is a true leader in development. Um, it's near the airport. It's near 94. It's pretty flat, and it's just, uh, it's perfect. Yeah. It really is. It's a perfect site. Yeah, I think while there isn't uh, a ability to actually access the rail there, uh, that is a possibility because it's not, it really is not that far. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. A lot of work has uh, gone into this project. Uh, I know you've had a, had a lot of people uh, helping you out, but you've done so much work. Talk a little bit about what some of the back end work goes that oh my has gosh. gone into this? Well, we started this project probably about five years ago. Hmm. So as I mentioned to you earlier, with economic development, you have to be patient and you have to be flexible. So um, we've done those things and bringing all of the different players to the table, having great leadership, having great relationships has really helped. Um, you know, it's, we bring in, you know, Mead Brothers to do the feasibility study JC Dot, who's doing engineering, and then Jack Ripster doing engineering. Leadership from Pete Jancic at the township, our county commission, you know, stepping up to help us out. Um, the EDA, the Economic Development Administration, coming in and providing that federal funding that we really needed to get this project underway. So it takes a long time to get all this done, and when you're dealing with federal funding, there are lots of rules and guidelines you must follow and you have to follow them in order. Mm -hmm. um, if you have one document signed, you know, the day before document number two is signed, that's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. So you have to make sure your dates of, everything has to be just perfect. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of been the grant coordinator. I'm kind of the in-between person between our local partners here and the EDA. So I'm making sure that all the right paperwork is turned in, we're meeting all the deadlines, everyone's communicating, we're doing our semi-annual reporting, our quarterly reporting, just making sure all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed, that kind of thing. So kind of keeping everyone. Uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is. Uh, the labor pool is a situation uh, every community is dealing with. Yes. Potential uh, companies looking at this JPTDN. Are they asking that question about what's the status of the state of the labor market? Um, no, they're not. Um, the, the company that we're working with, um, they haven't been asking that question, but I know it's a concern mm -hmm. for anyone that's coming you know, to our area, especially if, if we attract someone new to our area, where are they gonna get the workforce from? So the enterprise group are working closely with our schools and the ISD and JAMA and ShopRite Foundation and lots of other entities for the talent consortium. That's getting you know, back on track. And uh, so, you know, Alex from our office has really done a lot of work 
with those partners to get that back going and that's it's a big concern so we're definitely you know the enterprise group is addressing that yeah and if you'd like to uh, learn more about jackson technology park north all the information is available on the Enterprise Group's website at enterprisegroup.org. Debbie, thanks so much for uh, being with us Thank today. Thank you. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thank you. Debbie Kelly from the Enterprise Group. More of the morning show after this. The morning show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings, now in their third generation of being family owned and operated. Thanks to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. Joining us now from Henry Ford Orthopedic Sports Medicine Physician, Dr. Steven Spatterford. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's uh, good to be here. It's playoff football time, so we've still got some. Uh, we've still got some of your athletes uh, competing around the county. Absolutely, it's the first week of the playoffs. We have uh, seven of our teams are in there. So, uh, Jay High, Western, Lumen, Homer. Grass Lake, Napoleon, and Mason are all in there. So okay. I want to encourage everybody to go out and support our teams and see how far how far they can make it, if they can make a run. So. When you have two, both of your teams playing each other, uh, does that cause you any issues? <laughs> Not me personally. I'm just out there hoping there are no injuries, honestly. Yeah, of course. So. How, how's it been this year? How, um, what have we seen uh, across the gridiron? Well, I mean, like I said, we have, we have seven teams, seven of our 13 teams, I believe, are in the playoffs, so that's, that's really good, and, um, you know, uh, Lumen's looking strong, as always, Mason's looking strong, so a, a, a lot of our teams, you know, are poised to make a run, so. Cool. Yeah, we've had a couple of really bad injuries um, this football season, so it's nice to know there's actually docs on the sidelines that some of these that is games. good stuff, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So uh, we're going to talk about some some treatment, some interesting things. Uh, platelet-rich plasma. Talk yeah. to me about that. What is that? Yeah, so uh, platelet-rich plasma, or we call it uh, PRP for short, okay. uh, is a treatment that we offer in the clinic at Henry Ford, um, which is an injection which can help treat injuries, uh, can treat chronic pain from arthritis, um, and, and some chronic uh, tendon pain issues as well. Um, PRP is a product that's derived from a patient's own blood. Hmm. So the way it usually works is that they'll come into the office and, and we'll draw their blood. We'll process that blood in a centrifuge, which basically spins the blood and separates it into layers or different components. It separates out kind of red blood cells and white blood cells. And what PRP is, is the liquid part of blood called plasma. And in that plasma contains platelets, which are rich in growth factors. And then we inject that into the area of injury, or in the case of arthritis, into a joint. And then that helps promote healing, helps you know, promote pain relief and restore function for, mm -hmm. for a lot of our patients. What causes all that pain and stress in our tendons? Yeah, I mean, so it can, it can oftentimes start from an acute injury. So PRP is generally good for acute injuries. So if you've done something quickly and, and maybe strained a tendon or, or partially torn a tendon, then uh, PRP can, can help heal that. Um, but often, and then other times, tendon pain can come from just overuse. So 
lot of manual laborers, people that work with their hands, will get overuse injuries in the tendons, they'll get inflammation. And then over time, that inflammation kind of can stay in the tendon and it can actually be degenerative and the tendon can sort of break down a little bit. Um, and so PRP and actually 10X, another procedure mm -hmm. we, we provide can, can help, um, help heal that and help get our patients back on track. You know what a common injury for a dad is? I'll explain this to you. You, you show up <laughs> at a football field or a baseball field, next thing you know you have a football or a baseball in your hand. You haven't thrown one in five years and you try and throw it as hard as you can, as far as you can. Me? No, well, not, I mean, I've done this. What, what is that feeling in your arm when that happens? You know what I'm talking about. I mean, it could, you know, it, it, it's probably a tendon strain, yeah. to be honest with you. But, uh, but yeah, certainly that's where, you know, you want to warm up and, you know, but uh, I'm learning too as I get older that I'm not as, not as young as I used to be and, and these injuries happen easier, <clears throat> excuse me, easier and easier, so. Now there's some uh, treatments, uh, you talked about uh, 10X, is what are some, not everyone wants to go under the knife, not everyone wants right. to have surgery, are yep. there some options um, away from surgery? Absolutely, so both of these are kind of great uh, non-surgical options. Um, with these injuries and with these, you know, chronic pain issues with arthritis and those sort of things, we always want to incorporate the usual conservative things, whether it's physical therapy, you know, certain anti-inflammatory medications, braces, and those sorts of mm -hmm. things. Um, and if those aren't helpful, that's kind of when we sort of reach more for the, the PRP uh, and the 10X. Um, and they're kind of an intermediate between these, you know, initial conservative things that we do uh, and surgery. So they're a really good option for patients that are either hoping to avoid surgery or maybe mm -hmm. hoping to delay surgery and that sort of thing. So is uh, tennis elbow, is that a tendon yes. issue? Yes, yep. So tennis elbow uh, on the outside of your elbow is, is a, usually a chronic sort of degenerative tendon issue. It comes from overuse. Um, again, we initially treat that with PT and stuff like that, but both of these options are actually really helpful uh, for tennis elbow. We do them in the clinic. We do them under ultrasound guidance. So the ultrasound helps us kind of visualize the tissue or visualize the tendon. And then, for example, with PRP, we can go directly into the site of injury and deliver the product uh, and have a really targeted therapy. Have you had that in tennis? It's the funny bone. Do you use the words funny bone? That's in actually practice? not the funny bone. Only on TV do we use funny yeah. bone. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's that's uh, the funny bone? It's, I don't think that is the what funny is bone. What is the funny bone? The funny bone is named the funny bone because it's the humerus. So, oh. right? So, okay. I never so, knew that. Really? It's, yeah. It's the tendon on the outside of the elbow. There. What are the uh, treatments? Are they like a one and done injection? Is it a series of injections? Does it depend on the patient? Good question. So that's actually kind of an evolving area of research. Sure. Um, frequently it will be, it will be one uh, injection and kind of see how things go. But PRP is a relatively new uh, procedure. I mean, it's been around since actually started in the 70s, kind of became popular in the early 2000s when Kobe Bryant actually had it done for his oh. knee. He had to go to Germany to get it done mm. at that time. Now it's much more common. We're excited to offer it at Henry Ford to our patients. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good procedure. Very cool. Interesting. Yeah. So patients have gone for years to uh, an orthopedic um, doctor or sports medicine physician to get injections mm -hmm. uh, for something happening in their hip or their mm -hmm. knee. That's something different. The injections that you're doing with uh, PRP uh, and 10X, that is that, so that is the 
the next advance? Absolutely. So we've used steroid injections for a while for arthritis. We use something called hyaluronic acid injections or gel injections. Um, but uh, uh, PRP has actually been shown to be have, have more better long-term effects, as does 10X. So um, those injections tend to last for a handful of months and are really helpful oh, wow. for some patients. Um, PRP actually has been shown to be more beneficial for a lot of these issues at six months and 12 months time. It's not as fast acting, but it is kind of more of, you hope, a long-term solution than some of these other injections and stuff like is, that. Is there uh, some sort of a recovery period after the 10X? Absolutely. So. Um, for 10X, you know, we, we usually uh, will have people take it easy for a while. We'll put them on some kind of um, uh, weightlifting restriction or restrict their activity. And then post-procedurally, we'll incorporate physical therapy as well. Wow. Um, so we, we get them going with physical therapy, strengthen the, the tendon or the joint back up. And usually for 10X, it's about six, eight weeks when they start to turn the corner and get back to doing all their usual activity. Similar sort of timeline for PRP as well. That's cool. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they, they don't know. Is it, a, right. you know. is it a nerve? Is it a tendon? Is it a bone? Is it, people just assume and then they, they go with it. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to know because you, you, tell you us. will be absolutely. diagnosing it. Absolutely. Um, and that's part of it too. You know, it's with, with these procedures, it's individualized per patient. So we want to make sure that we're treating the right thing with the right treatment and make sure that it's gonna be effective for them. Awesome, well thanks for uh, coming in today and uh, thanks for all you do in our community. Thanks so much, yep, we're, we're, as I said, we're happy to offer these at uh, Henry Ford uh, Sports Medicine Orthopedics in Jackson, 1201 East Michigan. Uh, happy to see anybody who's interested in, in hearing more about them. So. Awesome, thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Dr. Stephen Spatterfor from Henry Ford. More of the morning show right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Joining us now from U.S. Staffing, heading up business development, Jim Dolson. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. How's it going today? It's going, going well. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> job openings, job oh openings. Boy. How do you define a job opening, yeah, Jim? It's a great question because I don't actually define it. It would seem like it's a Captain Obvious thing, right? Like mm -hmm. it's an open job. Well, the government, leave it to the government, they actually have a formal definition of really? a job opening. So um, has to be open for a position that you're going to fill in 30 days. It can be a part-time, full-time, even seasonal work would be qualified. And then the other interesting aspect of that definition is it has to be something that you would fill from the outside. So like internal promotions up sure. doesn't count in the federal government as a job opening. 30 days? Hmm. 30 days. So if you, if you plan to fill it in 30 days, it's considered a job That's opening. What's more interesting is how many there are in that definition. So in August, August, I think it was the last time they measured like over 10 million jobs in the U.S. qualify as that job opening you know, definition yeah. with that definition. And I think in July it was like 11 million. So woohoo, you know, we <laughs> we bought from 11 to 10. Jim, what industries are seeing the biggest impact of uh, the shortage in, in the labor workforce? Yeah, it's across all of them, but some of the biggies are like what well, we do a lot of light industrial. So we're mm -hmm. definitely seeing that. Uh, but retail, uh, healthcare, um, we were talking about restaurants. So, you mm -hmm. know, restaurant type businesses, food services, all those are experiencing that. Uh, I went back and checked just to, 
Like I looked at pre-pandemic job opening numbers and, and looked at those and it was like 7 million job opens, openings like really? in August of 2019. And here we are, you know, three years later and we're up over 10 million jobs, but it really is across all. Do we know why? Did the pandemic <laughs> cause this? It's, it, I mean, what, what happened? The short answer is nobody wants to go to work, I guess. I don't know, they're living off savings. But there's a, there's a number of reasons. Um, people have figured out how, that they like to work independently, I guess <laughs> maybe is the way to say it. Like in that, in that non-traditional, non-work structured environment. Like we have talked about like the gig economy right. before. It's definitely that where people come in, make some money for a while, step out. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done their gig and now they're going to go in and out. That's, that's really what a lot of that goes on. They also are very much into like a work life, a lot of people like work life balance. Yeah. Um, like when I was a younger, and this is really true with the young generation right now, younger generation. When I was young, that was not a phrase we ever used, work life balance. It was just work <laughs> <laughs> and no life balance yeah. is really what it was. Right. So the whole thing's kind of shifted. And of course, working remotely. Yeah, you know, is is uh, another reason people are they're being way more selective about their jobs, you know, and they're staying out until they get what they want with a higher wage. Yeah. So, what can employers do um, you know, when they have a, when they have an attractive candidate to make yeah. sure that they check all those boxes? Well, employers today, the big thing is that we're encouraging people to you just got to think differently today as an, as a business owner. This is not the same group of employees. It might be the same faces actually, but their mindset has really shifted from two years ago. And so today we encourage employers to think way differently about that same employee that you could have hired a few years ago, just in the traditional structure. Gotta think differently about it. So some things that people can do, employers can do is, um, seen a lot of this actually in some just the articles that we read and keep up on is removing degree requirements mm -hmm. it used to be like when i entered the workforce at a certain level you just needed a degree even if you didn't yeah. really need it they wanted you to have it right, right. So, okay fine not true anymore uh employers should really reconsider do they really need to have a degreed mm -hmm. uh, candidate to get that job and instead they should be looking for maybe people who have the right skill set it's not even based on how many years you've been working. Like, do they, does that employee have the right skill set to do what you want them to do? Yeah. Um, so you don't see as many uh, bachelor's degree and five to seven years experience <laughs> required on, on a lot of the job openings I would anymore. say if you, can, if you can put that and fill it, you do it. But uh, that's, it's, that's, a tough, uh, that's a tough one to fill. Yeah. And you know, really it comes down to the kind of job that you might be doing you know, that the employer has, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes those, they need degrees, you know, to, to do what they, to do that particular job. And the other, the other thing that's important for, I think, employers to remember is that there are some, there's some real hurdles for people to get over, especially if you're a single, a single parent with kids, you know, um, like, you know, if your child gets sick, what are you going to do? You know, or uh, if, if you have to work late, what are you going to do with your child? So, you know, when we talk with employers, we encourage them, think about childcare options that you can help take care of. You gotta be pretty mm -hmm. creative to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Transportation is another one. Yeah. We have an employer who actually, uh, that we work with, who uh, brings a shuttle bus back and forth from Jackson to their location. Mm -hmm. We got a couple of people, a couple yeah. employers that do that. I mean, that's thinking pretty creatively yeah. out of the box to attract that, that group of people. So. Interesting. Manufacturing, uh, well, topic on today's show even. Yeah. Um, do we have, do we have enough people? Let's just say in the state that have 
manufacturing experience? Yeah. No. How counts guys just no, we yeah. don't. Hard no. Hard no, yeah. One of the facts that uh, we uncovered, which is really interesting, and I'm just going to reference my notes here to make sure I get it right. So uh, if, uh, if you took all the unemployed manufacturing workers in the U.S., all that whole group of unemployed workers, and you filled every available, uh, as much as you could, you filled every available opening in manufacturing in the U.S., you'd still have a third, 35% or so, oh unfilled manufacturing jobs in the U.S., a third. And you've had, okay, so you've had <laughs> retirements, you've had people have higher wages, earlier retirements, people just leaving the workforce. How, how, yeah. can, this, how can this write itself? Well, uh, some of the things that we're encouraging employers to think about, like rethink about maybe rehiring people back in that you previously would not have considered. They're called like second hires. Mm. Like they left for whatever the reason, maybe there was an issue with their employment. You know, if it was a few years ago, maybe reconsider them. Yeah. Especially if they have the skill set you need. You know, bring them back into the workforce and put them to work and, and that sort of stuff. So if you've been to any restaurants recently, and I know we were just talking about one, uh, you're feeling the impact as a consumer mm -hmm. of the lack of those hires. Uh, and restaurants in Jackson, I think by and large, do a great job of providing services, but they're still feeling the, the toughness yeah. of people in the kitchen, waiters and wait staff, and you yeah. know, mm -hmm. why not, so. Customers be patient. Yeah, I think people Try. for the most part are, yeah. are doing a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I was at a situation the other day and we were all patient <laughs> for the whole 45 minutes. Yeah, that's but fine. You waited 45 minutes, bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, it's entertaining <laughs> to see what was going on back I there. won't ask where you guys, <laughs> you guys were clearly out of town eating at an out of town restaurant. Yeah. So. Yes, it was out of town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. way yeah. out of town. Mm -hmm. uh, well. Anyway, so I, mean, I think we're all experiencing that as consumers, but certainly as business yeah. owners, uh, you know, you see for higher signs everywhere. But there are some things, like I said, that employers can do and business owners can do to, to help mitigate that and push it back yeah. down. So Always, uh, always uh, gain a lot of knowledge from your business, Jim. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. U.S. Staffing Agency's Jim Dolson on The Morning Show. We'll be right back after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Halloween is coming up, but it's actually here. It's what? been here. Halloween is, uh, it's, like a, it's like Christmas. It has, uh, we've enjoyed it a lot this year. Yeah, Halloween Town last night at Keeley Park. Thousands, and I'm not exaggerating. Thousands. That's awesome. I saw the Clark family dressed as the Flintstones. Mm -hmm. uh, that was probably my, my favorite costume of, of the night. Jimmy's had a tow truck full of candy. Of course they did. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, sponsors making. Oh my these. gosh, that's a great, uh, that's a great costume there. Looks just like Bat Medler. Are they from Hocus Pocus? I would think so. Yes. Oh, really? I believe. <laughs> I believe that is. Yes. Dum Dums. They were a popular uh, candy. Really? Mm hmm. You can buy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that is true. Oh, that's a nice costume as well. Fruit snacks, uh, little Welch's fruit yeah, snacks. Yeah, those are a good. Those are a good one too. Mm -hmm. Fruit snacks, pretzels. Yeah. It was fun because what a perfect night. The weather was just great. 
for uh, being outside. Uh, here's something you don't see every day. A uh, giant skeleton was stolen off a lawn. And I mean giant, 12 no. foot tall skeleton. Oh. This woman comes along. Look at, she's got a GMC Yukon she's putting that in. That's an ad, that's an ad for GMC Yukon. Well, these are, so, <laughs> uh, my friend has one of these, and you have to pre-order these from Home Depot. Yeah. Okay, like years in advance. They're $348. Yeah. And wow. That's just absurd. Can you please assume that anyone with one of those skeletons has a ring security camera at their house. If they yeah. can afford the skelly, they can afford the ring doorbell camera. Unbelievable. Who's on the show tomorrow? Tomorrow, Brad Romans, Dr. Aaron Howard, and Rachel Buchanan. Later today, Mark Stanley, Matt Aubin, Wendy Treacher, the mural artist who surprised the community by showing up yesterday to start painting, Yuri Kensel, and Kesha Hamilton. That's later today. We'll see you this afternoon.